the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry Hello, this is The Property Pod. My name is Suren Naidu and on this MoneyWeb podcast show, we chat to leading executives, analysts and developers in South Africa's property industry. It's December and that means retailers, shopping malls, as well as tourist attractions and entertainment venues are bustling. We know how South Africans like to shop and believe it or not, the latest Consumer Confidence Index for Q4 2022 shows that consumer confidence has rebounded strongly. On this latest podcast, we are chatting to the head of retail at All Mutual Properties, Ahmed Kazi, and fittingly so, as All Mutual owns some of the country's landmark regional and super-regional malls like Gateway, Cavendish Square, and The Zone. Kazi will share some of his insights on the sector, particularly the performance of mega malls now that COVID is pretty much over and shoppers are back big time. Welcome to the Property Pod, Ahmed. Hi, Seren. Thanks for the invite. Before we talk about performance and what's happening at All Mutual Property, Ahmed, tell us what do you do in your role at the company and give us a little bit of your career background. Yeah, I think my career background is um, finance. I served articles and with a finance background in accounting and auditing, and then joined Old Mutual in 2001. You know, I've always been in property. Even before that, I was the uh, finance manager at um, the Seif Property Group when they were uh, listed on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. So joined OMP in 2001 in the finance team. In 2005, I got seconded with Old Mutual um, to Saudi Arabia. We had a joint venture with a um, a listed company called there, the Savola Group, and they were quite big into um, actual uh, shopping centres and mainly into supermarkets. So their brand, uh, which was called the Panda Panda Supermarkets, they basically managed and owned their own centres where these supermarkets were housed, and we kind of used that as a platform to actually expand their footprint um, across Saudi Arabia. Uh, into cities in Jeddah, Medina, Makkah, and Riyadh. So I spent about two and a half to three years in the Middle East. Uh, came back in about 2007, joined the All Mutual Property Asset Management Team. Um, it's been a fantastic experience for me, various roles uh, across all sectors uh, within the asset management sector in finance, operations, and I eventually this year, uh, 2022, I'm head of the, of the retail division. So um, overlooking our centers. So uh, my day-to-day task is obviously, um, you know, managing the the performance of the shopping centers. Um, our management is completely outsourced to JHI Accelerate. I mean, we're quite happy with that arrangement. And we work very closely with them in order to make sure that the malls are run to our standards. And obviously that we enhance the shopping experience. And overall, that would be enhancing to us as all mutual. Thanks for that, Ahmed. While Old Mutual Property is not listed, it is part of the bigger JSE-listed Old Mutual insurance and financial services giant. We know Gateway in Amshlanga is a flagship retail asset, as it were. But what are the other mega malls in the portfolio that you oversee? And maybe you want to talk about the scale of the portfolio. Yeah, okay. So the portfolio I oversee comprises of eight retail assets. GLA of about 470,000 square meters. 
So obviously the biggest one there is Gateway. That's our flagship asset. Um, that's about 168,000 square meters. Uh, Cavendish Square in Cape Town, 68,000 squares. Then the Bedford Shopping Centre in Johannesburg, um, that's about 87,000 square metres. has a significant office component of about 27,000 squares. The one we're really excited about at the moment is Rosebank, that's about 60,000 square metres. And then we've got four other malls in outlying towns um, and cities. For example, Riverside Mall in Nelsbrecht, that's about 48,000 square metres. Uh, Vincent Park in East London, 33 and a half. And then in Tambisa and Krugerstorp, we own malls there as well, uh, Bumlani and Kahisu. So that is the extent of our um, footprint in terms of retail, uh, 470,000 squares. Uh, but Seren, you know, our mutual property has always been um, invested in property, you know, since, since inception. You know, for example, the, the gateway and, uh, you know, we celebrated the 21st anniversary this year. And over and above that, we celebrated 50 years for Vincent Park and uh, in East London and, and Cavendish in Cape Town. So that's the extent of our portfolio. Um, we're very excited about it. I think we are fully invested in these portfolios for the long term. And we've seen quite good returns out of these assets. Quite an extensive portfolio there. I didn't realize uh, Bedford View was so big uh, or that center there was so big. It's actually what bigger than, than the zone. How is the portfolio doing in terms of trading? I know uh, the company or that unit is unlisted, so I'm not sure if you'll talk trading densities, but uh, how's the performance post-COVID? And what about other aspects like vacancies and footfall post-COVID? Look, I think, um, you know, for for all landlords, the pre-COVID period, we kind of holding as a benchmark to where centers were. Uh, and I think uh, COVID has kind of reset a lot of the benchmarks and a lot of people's attitudes to malls and how they actually interact. So I think from what we're experiencing across the malls is that our footfall actually has not recovered to the extent of what it was pre-COVID. So clearly there's been a behavior change in that people are making fewer trips to malls. However, what we are seeing is that our turnovers have recovered. So what people are doing is they're making fewer trips, but obviously maximizing that opportunity and spending more. So I think for, if we look at a at a very high level at our portfolio, I think in terms of foot count, I think we're probably down about 10% pre-COVID. Uh, but I think we understand the mechanics of that in people having just the behavior change. But I think overall, in terms of actual turnover growth from 2019 to 2022, I mean, year to date to October, on average across the portfolio, we're probably about 7% higher to what we were. Um, so I think that is quite a, uh, pleasing for us in that the, the retail sector has recovered, uh, not to the extent of pre-COVID levels, but um, I think the, the upward trajectory is actually um, quite positive for us. Uh, in terms of vacancies, I mean, what's growing this, this turnover, obviously, is that we have managed to pull our vacancies. So I think um, during the peak of COVID, our vacancies were close to 8% on average. And we forecasting that that number would be around about 1.5% by the end of next year. We've gone through our budgeting cycle and that's where we expect it to be. Turning to the property portfolio, those three top retail assets, uh, Cavendish Square in Cape Town, Gateway in Amschlanga, Durban and the Zone Rosebank, 
in Joburg. Can you tell us the latest, what's happening in each of these malls? And just for some context, I know you mentioned 21 years of Gateway, but uh, as part of that, you've recently announced a, a major revamp of the internal facade. And then at the zone, the big innovation which All Mutual is invested in is We Are Egg, the department store, with the first having been in Cavendish. Maybe I'm stealing a little bit of your thunder, but I wanted an idea of what's happening, what's new in these centres. Okay, I think, Suren, I think what's important for us in retail is that, um, you know, we've got to be innovative. And, you know, that's, and to keep our centers relevant, you know, in that way, we can keep on enticing shoppers to come to the mall. So, you know, that is why we want to spend in upgrading our centers, you know, being an accountant and having to replace tiles that are fully functional, but probably about 15 or 20 years old, you know, it is a, a, a grudge spend. Uh, but I think if we need to keep our malls new and relevant and enticing to shoppers, it's something we've got to do. So, and it's also a, a value protection exercise, um, which we do. So I think um, maybe just to focus on the, the three assets you, uh, you mentioned. So, you know, obviously Gateway, I mean, uh, that's a remarkable story. I mean, the vision which our previous execs had to actually build a shopping center in what was then purely a sugar, a massive sugarcane plantation was um, extremely exemplary and, and visionary. And, um, you know, when we had our 21st uh, celebrations for Gateway, I think it was, it was quite extraordinary to actually go and relive those experiences in terms of what the, center, or what the area looked like before and what it is now. And obviously, I think we, from an old mutual perspective, extremely proud of the fact that the, that entire Umschlanga node actually has grown out of the roots of Gateway Shopping Centre. So I think um, for us, that's fantastic. You know, um, as you've mentioned, um, we're probably spending close to about 70 million rand this year and in phase one and probably uh, some more in the next two years in terms of completely revamping the centre, uh, giving, giving it a fresh look. And, you know, as I mentioned before, um, our centres have to be relevant. I mean, if the malls look tired, uh, the shoppers and tenants do actually pick up on that. So that is something which we are very cognizant of. And um, it's also, you know, if your centers are new and relevant, it attracts foreign tenants. So for example, I mean, today, Chanel International are actually opening the store at Gateway. I mean, I just received pics of, of what's happening there. Sorry to interject there. It's quite quite a good thing that because there is a increasing competition. You, you know, besides Kodabia Ball a few years ago, the oceans just opened recently. So it seems that uh, Gateway is still holding its own to get those international brands. No, for sure. And that's why I say you've got to keep on investing in these malls to keep it relevant, you know, because uh, the shopping center environment is extremely competitive. And, you know, if you keep your brands new and relevant and attract new brands to your center, then your center remains relevant. So in, in that way, we're actually forced to actually be quite innovative in that space. Just following up on that, I think Cavendish, we've also spent a lot of money upgrading the mall. We started in about 2021 when we introduced H&M, completely revamped that top floor. Uh, this year, we're busy with the, the middle floor, just really looking at the entire internal aesthetics of the mall. And probably next year, look at phase three, where we deal with the lower ground. Obviously, Cavendish, that was the inception of the We Are Egg store. So for your listeners, just to give you some context in terms of what uh, We Are Egg, um, it's a kind of a store-in-store concept, but mainly focusing on 
local South African retailers um, and just showcasing their brands. And many of them are actually uh, operating on Instagram, operating online. They just do not have, from, from a size perspective, I mean, they're not big enough to actually have independent stores. But I think by housing them in one roof in a collaborative manner, I think it gives the shopper a fantastic experience, fantastic variety, and also from our perspective, a huge opportunity to actually showcase local talent. Uh, there are some international brands housed in there, but I think the majority of the brands are local, young South African entrepreneurs who otherwise do not have exposure to, um, uh, to retail centers. So that is something which we are fantastically proud of. Opened in Cavendish and the one in Rosebank, which I advise um, people in Johannesburg and the Strands. That's fairly new. That opened last month to actually visit that store. It's quite an innovation. I'm sorry to interject there, but uh, you're right. Um, I haven't been to the store yet, but we did report on it when the Cape Town one opened. And uh, what's even more innovative, it's uh, the founders behind YDE and Fabiani, I think. So it's quite a, quite a cool concept that. Yeah, so I think we've partnered with them. They come with great retail experience and also they got access to all these new brands in terms of local entrepreneurs. So I think it's it's a collaboration which um we are very excited about and trying to um you know just give people an opportunity to showcase where they didn't have that before. So then one other concept which we introduced at Cavendish was also a, a food hall called Chefs. Extremely innovative as well, uh, completely app-based. So what happens is you um, download the app, the entire menu is displayed on your phone, um, and the, the menu is is extensive. I mean, you can get coffee, you can get smoothies, you can get uh, sushi, burgers, uh, poke bowls. Uh, so quite an extensive offering. Offering is all app-based. You can order on the app. You get notification that your order has been received and then you get notification that your food is at the counter. You go and collect and your account is debited in terms of um, the, the cards which you've loaded in the system. So that's also opened about two months ago. Um, so also something very, very new in terms of um, shopping centers environment that we have this food or concept that operates for about 12 hours purely on an app-based uh, mechanism. Is that going to be rolled out in other other centres? For now only, it's Cape Town based, but I think, you know, we probably need it just to give it some time to settle and, you know, then we can have the conversation with uh, with those owners to see how we can roll it out um, across the portfolios. Back on Rosebank, that's one of your old, older centres and it's been uh, almost like a stop-start with changes, um, you know, uh, the boom around Rosebank, even pre-COVID with all the developments around it. But it always seemed that that centre has been in transition. Are you looking to settle that centre now with Egg and any other innovations? Yeah, look, I think, you know, Rosebank's been a very interesting note. I think the, the first major disruption we had there was Train when uh, the Train got built. Uh, and then subsequent to that, you know, you you in a uh, kind of a live environment with um, neighboring uh, landlords and, you know, them also doing upgrades. So I think you're right, Seren. I think over the past 10, 15 years, there's always been some sort of development there, um, either at our center or neighboring centers. I think that is the landscape we're operating. And I think we've got to just try to make the best of it. Um, so I think, you know, um, Rosebank was one of the centres which was particularly severely hit during COVID. I think we were very reliant on the 
on the office sector of the offices which surround Rosebank. And they were great supporters of the centre in terms of the coffee shops and restaurants and shopping after, after work and before work. So those kind of offerings have been impacted. Uh, but I think post-COVID, we've seen, we, we've seen the recovery. Um, I think, uh, and with the filling of the X space, it's been a catalyst for filling all other vacancies. So we've introduced a new restaurant there, which is part of Equal Mama Samba, focusing on mainly uh, South American food. Also, also new, which opened, I think, on the 5th of December. A uh, few new vacancies in, in the restaurant and food court area. And we, the next step for us is, is to probably look at that food court and try and make it a bit more user-friendly. Um, that was built about four or five years ago and probably in need of some sort of upgrade. So that's the next kind of area which we're looking at. Talking about innovation and change in mall development, Gateway and The Zone are somewhat mixed-use retail. I'm not sure about Cavendish uh, in terms of its other mixes, but is Old Mutual looking to add other property uses like residential? I know at Gateway there's a couple of hotels on site and the gym. I'm formerly from Durban, so I know Gateway quite well, but I thought it was quite interesting that the older mall down the road in La Lucia kind of beat Gateway to residential. Are you looking at anything like that going forward? Yeah, look, Sven, I've been part of the of the life company. Um, obviously, we operate in terms of specific mandates. So in, in terms of residential, I mean, we at El Mutual Property, we just focus on traditional commercial property. So that would be retail, industrial and and offices. Just to come back to offices, I mean, we made a strategic decision probably about at least 10 years ago to get out of offices. So, you know, that's been one sector that's been severely hit with with COVID and obviously now not recovering um, as quickly because from work from home. So from a portfolio point of view, we've got absolutely no exposure to offices in terms of standalone buildings. Some of our retail centers, for example, at Rosebank and at Bedford have um, sizable office um, portfolios so we manage that uh, but to come back to your question we don't do residential we've got certain hotels we've got three hotels in our portfolio um, two at gateway and one at holiday inn so we kind of focus on the on the traditional aspects of, of property which is commercial and not including any um, any residential but I, I, I do think we, we do take the innovation part very seriously. So, I mean, I, I, we spoke about egg in terms of having brands and doing collaboration. I think chefs is another one. And also we, we, we tend to spend a lot of money on marketing our centers. And I, and I think that's, that's quite an aspect which um, sometimes get overlooked in the way shopping centers get marketed. You know, people think that, uh, you know, if Gateway is there, you don't need to market the center, but that's it's completely the opposite. You know, you need to actually engage with your audience to make sure that they're aware of what's happening at the center, that these new innovations and new brands and new trends are, are shared with your shoppers and your target market and to actually get them into the centers. And, you know, I just think we've been very successful. We had a very good year this year in terms of our marketing um, as example, at the South African Council of Shopping Center Annual uh, Spectrum Awards, um, we actually won seven out of the 15 gold medals and further eight silver and 13 bronze. So, you know, we, we do realize that marketing is important, um, understand your consumer and just keep them informed all the time of what's happening at the mall and why it's relevant to them. 
And, you know, as, as shopping center owners, we want to see that footfall increase because that increases turnover and that, you know, benefits our tenants and benefits us as landlords as well in the long term. Ahmed, before we go, I just want to get an understanding of, um, you know, where things are at the moment. You did say that uh, footfall is not fully back, but the spend is quite good. Uh, following the COVID fallout and lockdowns. What are your expectations for the year ahead for mega malls? Um, You have a few regional and uh, one super regional in your portfolio. Look, I think our expectations are still positive. I think, um, to be honest, 2022 has been a bit of a spurt in the growth. Uh, I think there was quite a bit of sort of idle cash with consumers and and as things, as the lockdown restrictions in 2022 were lifted, people became more comfortable being outdoors. I think um, they kind of loosened some of those first drinks. So I think 2022 for us has been a, a very, very good year in terms of consumer spend at the malls. Uh, but I think, so then we got to look at the overall economic environment we're in. We can see the pressures we have with high inflation. You know, lots of talk about global recession uh, interest rates were increased again last uh, at the last monetary policy meeting, and probably indications are that they will increase again um, early next year. So I, I do think we've got to be realistic and realise that at some point in time that the that the consumer will be under pressure. We we still see growth next year, uh, but I don't think it will be anywhere close to the the levels which we seen uh, which we've seen this year. And, you know, the other elephant in the room is the impact of load shedding on our malls. Um, You know, it impacts retailers, um, it impacts consumers because when it's load shedding, they actually don't want to come to the malls because they're not sure whether the malls are operating or they are kind of stuck in their homes, they can't get out. So that's also some another aspect which does impact um, how people will actually engage with shopping centres going forward. So I think um, to summarise, I think there are enough positives which we're seeing which will uh, allow us to see positive growth next year. Uh, But I think it will be slightly muted compared to what we've seen in 2022 for the reasons I've mentioned before. Ahmed, thank you so much for your time. That was Ahmed Kazi, Head of Retail at Old Mutual Property. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. Brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Suren on Twitter at Suren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. 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 MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.